Well, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James, ask a few questions, and hear some additional thought from this week's teaching. Well, hey there, Pastor. Hello, man. How are you, brother? I'm great. That's wonderful to hear, mm-hmm. man. That is just great. Um, did you have a good morning so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Did you work out today? I did. I got up and ran this morning. Man. How far? Uh, three miles. That's awesome. So it is the farthest that I've run since, I guess, COVID or whatever. So That's good. Do you, do you run around your house? Do you run? Mm, I run sometimes around our neighborhood. Sometimes I'll drive into... Um, different neighborhoods to run. I know. got you. I've so, never seen you in mine, but yeah, that's a long while. That's, that's yeah. twenty minutes from your house. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if I saw you running in my neighborhood, I'd be like, "What's he doing? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're a long way from home, man." <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, um, this Sunday was a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of recap, um, if if you didn't know, um, there was a hurricane that hit off the coast of. Southwest Louisiana made its way, stayed intact to up here, actually hit us as a one. It was still a yeah, one when like it was that, coming yeah. to, to us. Um, and so, James, Friday, um, you and I were having conversations. We had conversations with some leadership. And uh, we obviously canceled service Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, if you don't mind, will you walk us through some of your decision of, of making that call? Yeah, it was kind of, I guess – Holy Spirit just through different people and just kind of just thinking through it. And I think it kind of just evolved into, you know, that. Because actually I think it was – maybe it was Thursday night. I guess it was maybe Thursday night we were on the couch and uh, cursing. We were talking about just all this going on. And then, you know, at the time we didn't have any power at the church. And so then you're kind of just thinking like, is this – like we're going to have to power sun, you know, all this kind of stuff. And cursing just kind of – just nonchalant. It was like, hey – she was like, we this would be like a perfect time to do a go day. And I didn't really think much about it when she said that. Um, but then, you know, I kind of started to think about it, and I was praying about it, and the next morning we got up, and then we just started kind of thinking of, like, you know, maybe best not to, you know, people are out power, people without water, maybe best just to go online or whatever. And then it's like it's kind of needs started to kind of, we started to, you know, I think see needs and see, like, hey, I think we may can jump in and do something, you know. And so I think that was kind of the call to, you know, call an audible. We'll just scratch Sunday service, Um and and then we'll do you know go day and you know have teams you know feed um, fix food box food deliver you know people within our church that don't have power people in our community um, and then also go and help clean up yards and you know some were a lot some were you know just maybe minor things but um, it feels kind of weird sometimes that every time we do go day you know and um, because I think naturally, you know, you're like, oh, well, aren't we going to have service? But I think it's a good just reminder, you know, that when sometimes whether it's these things or whatever, it's just like, hey, you know, we also need to be the church, you know, and so this provides opportunity, you know. And I, I look, I'm thankful for even if people are listening, you know, because I think sometimes some people maybe couldn't physically be there. Uh, many people prayed. Uh, I know when people, and I, and I was telling somebody this, uh, it was an um, uh, older person that goes to our church that wasn't able to come, and I was talking to him, and you know, one of the things that I was telling him was just, you know, because he was saying, like, man, I wish I could have come and help. I just, you know, I just couldn't physically be there. And I said, well, I said, you know, I said, but you're also somebody that I know that faithfully gives. 
and by what you give and by what your tithe gives, you're able to make mm-hmm. everything that happened this week happen, you know. And yeah. so I think everybody, you know, remember, everybody has a ministry, everybody has a play, you know, role to play. And so it wasn't just the people that just showed up that enabled this week weekend to happen, but it's people that faithfully give, people that faithfully pray, people that were checking on each other, people, you know. So there's so so many people that that went into this weekend, even if you weren't physically there, you know. Yeah. So. And uh, church, if you didn't know it. If you were able to to have some of it on Saturday, um, Pastor James actually cooked the jambalaya, and so if with Elva Chain, oh and no, man, it was Kirsten and Kelly and Chad and just Miss Elaine. I know he would never say it. <laughs> he cooks a mean jambalaya. He really does. Um, somebody, I think Miss Elaine's. Uh, friend she has has this recipe, and so I think we've done it a couple of times. It didn't have. Is it chicken? How do you not chicken, but it's kitchen the bouquet. Bouquet, yeah. It didn't have that in there. I like it a little darker. Hey, you know, I like the jumbo to look a little darker, but it's it still seemed to taste good. Yeah, so. I mean that's boxers just flying, man. They were just flying. People hadn't even tasted yet, and they just wanted it. <laughs> um, no, you did a great job with it, man. Um, you you shot a little video uh, out and and kind of what our Sunday service was this yeah. week. Um, you talked through joy and joy in difficult circumstances. Why is it so important that we look um, to Jesus in these times, whenever times are hard, whenever times... Um, I think back, I'm, I'm from southwest Louisiana, and so like I've, I have friends who, who went back to nothing. They went back to damaged homes. They went back to a lot of difficult things. Um, for, for people who are in the middle of, of heartbreak and hardship, why is it so important to find your joy in Christ? Well, I think one of the reasons, and and it was, you know, as we walked through it, it really, you know, I, I, I think shared in the thing. I I was had my headphones on, and I was clean up our yard, and it just kind of, I don't know, the Lord just kind of brought the idea of joy uh, to my mind, and was just thinking about it because I think in these circumstances, just to be reminded of like why it's so important to have our joy in Jesus is because Jesus never changes, uh, despite our circumstances, despite things that happen in our life, He stays the same. He's faithful. His promises. Uh, are faithful, and so it, I think it's just to be reminded, of, and, and I think it's a reminder for us, because I, I was convicted, I think I shared one of the parts of like, you know, one of the reasons I think why, because, you know, you hear these verses, like, especially like the one we read, was it in James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, we may know that verse, and that's fine, you know, and it's one thing to have that verse memorized, or to know that verse, and then when you hit something, and then somebody tells you, oh, you know, just have joy. You're like, hey, don't, I really don't want to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to talk about joy. And even when we go through difficult things. But I, I really do this, and I was looking at my own life. I really think the reason why we struggle a lot in our life to have joy is because practically we don't find our joy in Jesus. We find our joy in our circumstances, or we find our joy in other things. Maybe not even technically bad things, but I think it's like this reminder of like our our why our joy has to be found in Jesus, why he has to be the delight of our life. And, you know, obviously it comes through prayer, through reading Scripture, through being with him, be reminded of who he is, and even to be for our eyes to be lifted above the circumstance, you know, and for our eyes to be on him. And so, I, I don't know, it was a good reminder for me, hopefully it was for other people, of just like why we need to have our joy, you know, in Jesus. One of the things that you said, um, and and I don't know if you've got your notes in front of you, um, it was it was the second point you wanted to to, to drive home, was that that he can use um, the the thing that we're suffering through and the pain that we're in for his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to speak any to that? 
Well, I think it's maybe, and I think that's what James is doing in that passage, is reminding the people, hey, here's one of the reasons why you can count it joy. Not only because your joy is first, you know, found in Jesus, but secondly, because it's producing something. You know, that's when he says, you know, it's producing steadfastness, let it have its full effect, that you may be, you know, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so I think he, he's reminding of like, hey, God's doing something, even not even physically, even spiritually in our own life of developing us. I mean, think about, and this is the reality for all of us, most of the times when we grow the most in our faith is when we have to exercise our faith or when we actually walk through difficult seasons in our life. The same thing with like working out physically. You know, you don't grow bigger muscles or get, you know, faster if you don't push yourself. You know, if you don't lift more weights, if, you know, like, like that resistance is what produces the, the gains, as they say, as the kids that's say right. in the uh, hashtag gains. Yeah. And, but, but I mean, that's the reality. You, you have to have some type of resistance. Um, and I think it's the same thing in our own life is that many times while we don't like resistance, we don't like difficulty, the reality is many times that's when we grow the most. Yeah. And the Lord uses those things. So not even just in, not even thinking of it, it could just be in our own life, but even in all circumstances of how God is able to use difficult circumstances in our life for His plan, for His good, for His glory, um, and for our good too. And so I think that's just a good reminder um, you know, and why I can have joy is because God's doing something in this, even if I can't yeah. see it, you know, just to be reminded, hey, there, there is purpose in this, even if I don't understand why it's happening, even if I, you know, God's God's doing something. Yeah, I think that that's something that we have to see, too, is that it's difficult, but trials have a purifying purifying quality. Um, there's a lot of good things that can come from them, and, and you hit on it, too, um, that that we're not supposed to have this fake smile or this fake fake joy. Um, and I think it's one of the things is we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and and doing this, this is this is a joy that's different from happiness, from what I've seen and mm-hmm. from what I've, yeah. I've understood. It's being content in whatever situation that's going on. Um, and so it's choosing to live above our feelings, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've heard this quote before, uh, and I had to look it up. It says, have you ever seen the bottom of a rug? It's ugly. There's a pattern. There, there's no pattern, and it doesn't make any sense. There's loose ends. There's yarn everywhere. But the thing is, you can't judge the work or the worker by looking at the wrong side. Yeah. Uh, it would be easier for us in the middle of a trial to say, I'm done. The reason it's so easy is because we haven't seen the top side of the rug. Only mm. God has. Yeah, yeah. And, man, like, to, to know, like you said, there's a purpose for this. There's, there's a reason for this. And to, to live above our feelings, man, that's just... I think that's hard because we want to respond to whatever circumstance is happening. And, and, and I think we can have joy even in the midst of sadness, in the midst yeah. of difficulty, in the midst of not understanding, you know, the things. But, you know, really when you look through the Bible, you know, the word joy comes, comes a lot, you yeah. know. And even like I was thinking of, I think it's in Hebrews, where it says basically, you know, uh, the joy that was set before him, you know, he went to the cross. Yeah. And you're like, well, how can you approach the cross and knowing the suffering, knowing the things that are about to happen to you, and yet you can face it with joy, you know, the joy that was set before him. Um, and, you know, I just I think that's a theme that runs all through Scripture is, is seeing um, that we were able, because of Jesus, to have joy, this, this, un, this just complete just contentment, satisfaction in our life, despite emotions, circumstances, because of, you know, Christ and who He is in our life, you know, and it really transcends all the things in our life. And so I think it's a good reminder, you know, and I think a lot of times, you know, even maybe even a reminder of 
uh, lift your eyes above your circumstances, yeah. you know, and so many times I think that's a practical thing that we could do, you know, why we need to be in the Word, why we need to spend time and, and you know, ingest God's Word and spend time. It like, just for just the mere fact of lifting our eyes above our circumstances and and not just because I think when we just overly focus on our um, I, 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 somebody said something similar to this. I was listening to somebody today, like worrying about something, like worrying about something has never changed changed anything. That's right. You know what I mean? Um, it, it hadn't made a difference in it, you know. And so I think it's one of those things of like, while we do sometimes worry or whatever, you know, that to face it, just say, hey, look, you know, because of Jesus, this isn't what I would want. This is what I ask for, but because of who He is, who He is to me. And because there's some purpose in it, you know, mm-hmm. I can, I can remain steadfast and you know joyful in this, you know, in this season. Reading verses three and four, um, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfectly complete, lacking in nothing. I think sometimes we read that first, well, really the second verse of that yeah. chapter. Hey, count it all joy whenever you meet various trials, and, and we kind of leave out the rest of it. Um, why is it so important to to know that this is a process that continues? That it's, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to 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 have faith over my feelings in this. Why is it so important to also see that that this testing of our faith produces things, and and that whenever this is all come about to its full effect, it leads to something else. Why do we need to see that as we walk as well? Well, I think it's good to even be reminded of. And I was looking back, and some of you listening may remember that probably not, but. I think when I first got here, one of the first books we went through um, was we went through the book of James. Um, it was called Everyday Christianity. We walked through the book of James because it just goes so practical. Um, but that that was one, of, and I went back to look at like what I what what I preached on on this passage, and that was one of the things was about it was and I can't remember the full title, but it was something about trusting the process um, that we can have joy in the process. And I think that's what he's almost reminding us too, is that there is a process. And I think that's good for us to be reminded is like, Hey, there, there's a process going on and it's not an over, over, you know, like you're not going to just all of a sudden be there overnight. You know, that, that the trials, the things that we walk through, uh, I mean, they shape us, you know, all these things. And so allowing, you know, allowing this, it's like trust God's process for, for him making us more like Jesus. And sometimes, you know, as you referred earlier, there's a refining fire mm-hmm. that you know many times to remove the you know, the impurities from the gold. You got to burn it. You got to, I mean, you got to heat it up in yeah. order to remove that. And so sometimes the same thing in our life is that sometimes the only things that can be removed from our life is when we walk through, as they call it, fiery trials. Um, and there's a process in doing that. That doesn't mean it's fun or you know it may be painful. Yeah. But there's a there's there's a or even you know the language of pruning. You know that that's not a fun process no. either. But there's a there's a process and a plan for it in order to make us more like Jesus and to make us be conformed in His image. Yeah. And so I think, re, you know, remembering that it is it's not you know overnight, but hopefully as we, because I think it's hard to see it like everyday life. But hopefully it's like, man, the person I was four years ago, like man, I'm not that same person. You know, yeah. like I, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I, I I'm hopefully resembling Jesus a whole lot more than I was four years yeah. ago. You know. Or whatever it may be, and hopefully God is, you know, is leading me. And you know, there's a process in that. And many times there's pain that's a part of that process. Yeah. You were talking about um, just the going through the the refiner's fire, and um, hearkening back to uh, yesteryear and all these illustrations that we've probably all heard all our lives. 
um, one that my dad always talked about and always always kind of quoted um, was whenever back in in olden days whenever people are trying to refine things they they get it hot all the impurities rise up and they'll pull it away yeah. and, and until they can see until the person who is doing the refining can see his reflection in what he is refining yeah the process isn't over yeah um and well it was a song i was just thinking uh, among thorns did a song it was like burn yeah. away the draw was yeah it start a- holy fire of god yeah yeah burn away so, yeah start a fire in me okay. oh yeah 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 okay. i got you i got some reason like when i'm thinking i was like <laughs> Man, I, I in youth group, I remember. I think it was Among Thorns yeah. that did that song. It, well, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think one of the hard things here, and, and I think that we see this also in, in Hebrews 12, um, there's an idea of, of perseverance and, and endurance here, and it's hard. Um, James, you run often. Um, I think that we might be different whenever we run, because if I'm running three miles, that two and three quarter mark, I'm like looking for the end. And for me, personally, in that moment, perseverance is is like just shrouded in hope that I'm going to make yeah, it yeah. to the end. Um, but I think in our spiritual life, it's the same way that that perseverance is 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 has a, as a it, it pulls up feelings of hope uh, and, and and looking forward to um, the the end result and not just the right now. Um, why is it important to to uh, to kind of pull from that run this this race with endurance? Why is it in the middle of trials to remember something like that? I have a quote down here. This is. Uh it's back last year, but I, and I didn't even think about it when we were talking, uh, you know, recording everything for for Sunday. But um, I was listening to this podcast by John Eldridge. He has a, uh, it's called, I think it's called Ransom Heart Podcast. But he was telling a story, and I I can't even remember the title of the podcast, but it was about joy. But he had this quote: "Is this woman that he was talking to, and basically this woman said something to the effect of this, that the battle in your life is against or for your joy." And he mm. said that, that the great battle is against or for your joy. And just talking about like how much of a battle it is in our life, almost bringing up the idea of perseverance, you know, over making sure our joy is found in Jesus. And 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 it is that I think this this constant we all have this. There's this constant battle of like, where is our joy being found? You know, and is our joy being found in Jesus? Is our joy, you know? And I think that's it seems to be the only way that we're truly going to persevere, you know, through all these things is. Your joy has to be found in Jesus. If it's right. not, um, it's going to get really hard. And, we're, we're, and, and I often, I mean, I see it in in New Testament. Often, Paul says it a lot. It's like, do not lose heart. Yeah. Meaning that there's a tendency for us to lose heart. There's a tendency for things in our life, circumstances, to overwhelm us to the point where we just want to give up. You know, and just want to give in to our sinfulness, or just give. You know, I'm trying so hard, and or whatever, and to realize that, you know. Making sure that our joy is found in Jesus, you know, and again, you see it pop up all the time. Parables, you know, uh, of why did the person willing to sell uh, the field uh, over joy, you know? And so I think it's I think that's something that we're will be a constant fight in our life. Where is your joy being found? Is it found in Jesus, or is it found in circumstances or other things? And I think it's this constant battle until the day we meet Jesus face to face. Thankfully, it gives us the Holy Spirit to battle and, yeah. and you know and help us in that. But I think. It'll be this constant thing, and I think times like this, hurricane, COVID, all the things that are going on, I think they expose us in a in a sometimes in a painful way or sometimes in a good way to to be reminded of maybe I'm not finding my joy in Jesus. Yeah. You know? Because I think when these things happen, very quickly are you aware of where you really find your joy That's right. and where you really find life, you know. And uh, and so I think it's 
while these times are painful for us to, to just to lean in that's one of the things lean into Jesus and know that we God's doing something and you know he's trying to shape us and mold us yeah. during these times and you know while they may be painful there's a purpose you know in it uh, I love the way that you said it um, Sunday uh, I, I feel like it's the summation of everything that we've talked about that if you have Jesus you have life and you have joy and man, what a, what a hope that we have um, as those of us who have placed our trust in Jesus um, to know that that He is the 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 author and the perfecter of our faith. Yeah. Uh, that as we look to Him as we go through this, that that He's there with us. Um, and so, man, I appreciate uh, your heart for our community, your heart for our church, and your heart to be um, the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, and so, man, thanks again for sitting down and yeah. kind of talking through off the cuff with some things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.